Okay, Boker Tov. All right, today's daf is Memdalad. We start with the Mishnah, middle of Mem Gimel Amud Bet. And we're back to the Avoda of Yom Kippur. So let's take a look. So we had the Kohen Gadol doing the, his cows, the Vidoy, the goats, the drawing of lots. Coming back to his cow, doing a second Vidoy, as the Torah says. Um, what Chazal um, said, you know, put a uh, sort of frame that wasn't in the Torah was that the first Vidoy was only for him and his household. The second one was for all of the Kohanim. Um, that doing it in those two stages, and that the last thing we said yesterday's stuff before the Mishnah was the idea of that Yavozakai v'chaper al hachayav. First, he should cleanse himself, and then come to cleanse others. And pointed out, it's interesting that it re- that it identifies him as zakai because the korban has not yet been brought. So already, sort of putting a lot of weight on the vidui even before the bringing of the korban. So now we get to now the next Mishnah. He's done with the second vidui. Let's see what happens next. Shachto, shachto. He shechted the cow or the the uh, the uh, ox. Um, the and he caught the blood again. He's doing the actual Kabbalah Saddam. Everything is being done by him. The The one thing he doesn't have to do is keep stirring the blood, which is not an avoda. But you need to make sure it doesn't congeal. Now, why does he have to make sure? Because normally you just go and you would throw it right away on the on the altar. But here you have to first bring in the ketoret before you put the blood on the altar. But um, the one who was stirring it, al harovet on the fourth step in the heichal. We'll discuss. Well, there's a step. Yes, or like platform, but it means a step. We'll discuss exactly where that was between the heichal and what. Today, today show it should not congeal. We'll discuss that. Nata Machta, he then took a fire pan, um, went to the top of the altar, and he pushed the coal to, you know, to each side, and he dug out the, uh, you know, uh, the embers from the ones that were um, consumed in the middle. And you going to Machash Niyashal Ketorah, right? Right, so I uh, thank you. So we're going to talk exactly which, which fire pile he went to, uh, but we will find out that there was a separate, uh, a separate um, wood pile, separate fire that was done just for today, special for today, a separate space on the altar top that had a second fire or third or fourth fire, we'll find out, but a special fire just to create the coals to be using for the Ketorah. This is this is the big altar. That's up there, okay? All right. So normally, he would draw what he would do every morning. Remember, he had already done the Ketorah here earlier, right? And he would go up here, he would dig, dig out coals here from the, from, we'll find out from a particular fire, okay? And he would dig out, from, there would be a separate fire, and he'd put it on this altar, and then he'd put the normal Ketorah on here. Now he's going up, and he's drawing from a, yet a different fire, and he's going to use it for bringing into the Kache Kachem. Okay, so let's take a look. Um, <coughs> all right, uh, where were we? Okay, so he, turned, he, he pushed the coals to each side, and he dug from some of the inner fully burnt coals, for the, uh, consumed coals. And now, he puts the coals, he puts those down on the fourth step in the Azara. So there's a fourth, presumably a different one. We have fourth step in the Hechal, fourth step in the Azara. We'll get back to figuring out exactly where all this is in a minute. Every day, meaning when he would do the, the, the shoveling of coals for the, for the morning to Torah, he would shovel it out in a silver fire pan 
and then pour it into a gold one. So he would bring the gold fire pan into the Heichal to put on the golden altar, but he would dig it out initially with a silver fire pan. We'll find out the basic reason is, is you don't want to be putting a gold fire pan in the middle of some burning hot coals. It's not going to be so good for the gold. The silver is a little bit more uh, stronger metal, and therefore... Metal. Because it's just metal, it's burning All right, so we'll talk about that as well. Um, is okay. true for any Kohen who would do this during the Yes, year? any Kohen during the normal year would go up the altar, would dig out coals with a silver one, pour it into a gold one, and bring it with a gold one into the Heichal to put it on the gold altar. That would be the normal Ksaris that was done twice a day. But today, Chotei B'Shel Zahav, he would, he would not do two, two fire pans. He would dig out the coals with a gold one, and he would bring that straight into the country. Well, we now, we will find, we're, we're going to deal with which fire it is. Now we're dealing with the fire pan. Now, um, the Gemara is going to say that the reason he did not do two was because it just would be extra effort. Who should the coin God all? It would get him sort of, it would weaken him. You know, like he, he, he having him do too thing. many things. Yeah, yeah. You know, too confusing. He just wanted to do one thing. But the Rashash suggests different than the Gemara, that maybe it's just shot of the Pasuk, because the Pasuk says, if you read the Psukim, the Psukim sound like it's the same one he, he shovels the fu- fire with that he brings in, because I'll just read you the Psukim, these are the Psukim we're up to. It says, right, so we just got through with um, the drawing of this ear, that's the second Vidoy, that's the Shita, that's what our Mishnah opened with, so now you bring the coals and the incense inside. So it sounds like the, the very fire pan that you took from the coals on the fire is the one you should bring into the Holy of Holies. So the Rashash says it might be actually it's just shot of the Psukim that you use the same one. I think you answered yeah. my question before. Yeah. We talked about the Torah Shaka. Right. Which you already did. Right. When we say Hayom, we don't mean even for the Torah Shaka. Ah, I'm going to get back to that. Hold on to that. That's a good question. I'm going to get back to that. Um, um, so, you know, let me stop here and, and mention that point as well. So, yes, the question is, when it's saying today as opposed to other days, so Rashi later says, it means no. We're just talking about what he would do for the Ketaris of, uh, of, the, uh, of, the, of the special Ketaris of the day that he would bring into the Ketaris of the But the uh, Rishash suggests um, that actually, no. What it actually means is, is that for all of the Ketaris he did today, he would do from... A, from, you know, he would do it with uh, with only one thing, and he would do it from, a, you know, and he, and he might. And, well, we'll talk about whether he would do it from a separate from a separate pile or not. So that's actually that's what the Rashad suggests. When it contrasts today as opposed to other days, Rashi says it's contrasting only the special guitarist of Kachi Kachin, but the Rashad says it's talking about even the guitarist of the morning and the afternoon. Okay, but we're going to work with Rashi's assumption. All right, so he would he would um, so today meaning today for the Kachi Kachin guitarist. He would use only a gold one. Now, keep on going on. Um, because every normal day, he would do start with silver and pour it into gold, so you're going to dig out more than you're going to pour into, because, you know, because it's going to, if you try to be precise, some is going to spill. 
So you would start with four and you pour into something that it would hold three. You so think that is there, right? Well, uh, that's a good question. Like, where, you know, where would it? Would yeah, it might be on the floor. It's a good question. Make it easy for you to do all the mitzvahs. You don't have to schlep as much down, but then you have to bring both of them up. I don't know. It's a good question where it would be done. Um, I have a vague recollection it's on the floor, but I could be right. Anyway, so anyway, you'd start from four and pour into three. It sounds like every Shabbos after I make Kiddush when I try to pour into the little cup. No, no, no. It normally started with a Sa'ah, which is six Kav, and poured into three. So there's a lot extra. But today, did I skip a line? Yeah. But today, it's the same point. He started with only one. So you dug out with a fire pan of three, and that's the one you used. But Yosemir, no. It didn't go from four to three every day. It went from six to three. Normally, you said it's uh, six, and you went to three. Today, it was three that went to three, and you used the same one. Thank you. Every day it was heavy, meaning presumably even the gold one. Today it was lighter, it was thinner, and therefore it was easier to manipulate because what we're going to find out is not only just we don't want him to be doing so much, we on general make things easier, but this avodah was very difficult because what he has to do is he has to take the double hand breaths, right, and put it on the fire, okay, but he's he has, he's carrying, like, he's going to carry another, another, you know, um, um, uh, clee that has the, uh, the incense in it. So then he's going to be going with a clee with the incense and a clee with the fire, and then he's going to have to get from the, from the vessel that has the incense back into his hands while he's holding on, talking to both of his hands, while he's holding on to that. So how is he going to do that? How are you going to get it from one hand into both of your hands? So you'd have to sort of like manipulate with your arms and want to talk about that. So the point is, things have to be, it's not just in general we want them to be weak. There's going to be a lot of um, sort of manipulation going on here, and we want it to be easier in general for him to be manipulating these and using his arms and using his elbows. So today, the vessel was, uh, was a thinner gold, was, a, was lighter. Um, did we just do that? I'm sorry, I read that. This also connects to this point. Every day, the, uh, the handle was short. Today was a long handle, again, to allow for greater manipulation. Also greater leverage. It's easier to carry. Um, if you take it under your elbow. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we're going to be seeing. Now, every day the gold was Yarok. Now, Yarok in the Mishnah, we often say Yarok means green, but actually Yarok can mean green or yellow. Um, some of the Rishonim point this out because there's a Mishnah by an Esro that says if it was Yarok Kikarti, green like a leek, it's Pasul. So Tosa says, why do you have to say green like a leek? Just say green. So he says, so Tosa basically points out because if you just said Yarok, it could mean yellow. So actually, Yarok includes green and yellow. Okay, so presumably Yarok here might probably means a yellow or yellowish green. So that's color here, that's Yeah, that those are uh, what that they're sort of, that they're next to each other, right? The Hayom today Adom it was red gold. Divrei Rabbi Menachem. Okay, now again all these differences, right? Which uh, was was it two fire pans or one gold? Did you start with gold or did it go from silver to gold? Was it light? You know, it was lighter. It had a longer handle. Basically, Rashi and pretty much everybody does assume that we're talking about only the one that was used when they did it for the Kachi Kachim, when they did this special Ketoret of Yom Kippur. But again, as I said, the Rashi, because it comes on saying today, Hayom, 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 like the end of Yom Kippur, right? <laughs> like the end of the Kippur, you know, as opposed to other days, suggests that this would be true even for the Ketoret that they did in the morning and the afternoon.
afternoon. Okay, so that's the difference of the fire pans. But now we're going to clearly contrast this to the um, to to the uh, this one to the other ones done today. Every day they would do a half of a mana in the morning and a half in the afternoon of Ketoret on the golden altar. And today, Mosif he would do an extra one, the double hand breath, which would be done in the Kadshe Kadshim. Every day the incense would be would be thin, would be ground very finely. Today was the finest of fine. Yeah, now everybody agrees talking just about the special one. Every day the Kohanim would go up in the east, on the east side of the altar and go down on the west. Why is it? Because, remember, this is right south, okay, east, west. So they would go up here and they go they go counterclockwise and go down here, right? And why? Yeah, that's why we always turn counterclockwise, it's like the collar going on the puffin and so on. And that's because of the principle, so they go to, on the east side, right, and come down on the west side. And that's because you always want to turn to your right hand. So if you're walking up straight on your right, you're going to turn this way, okay? And then if you imagine yourself constantly facing the center, right, then your right is going to be this way and this one, this way. So that's how, that's why the general direction is counterclockwise and that's why you go up on your east. Okay, so every day the Kwani would go up on their east and come down on the west. Um, the Hayom and today, the Kwangadol would go up in the middle and go down in the middle. Nobody else would be around. He'd be doing the whole thing and, you know, why should he bother to keep on his side of the road? Um, and anyway, it also shows like the covet of the Kwangadol. He's like, as he's like a bed bias. He can do whatever he wants. He can drive in the middle of the road. There used to be this great car ad. I'm sorry, I just was thinking about this. I was saying this, which I forget what car it was for. But basically, it's like how when you're driving, you like own the road, and basically, it's like this guy who's driving his car, and he comes to like you know the um, um like 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 uh, like a toll booth, and the stuff is all backed up, and then there's a special lane just for him, like John, and he drives straight through it. You know, and he goes, you know, he also what? There's a lot of commercial. There's a lot of commercial like this. Oh, maybe it's a lottery commercial. Anyway, so that's a great guy. He gets to go straight. He has he makes his own road. Well, that's, it's that's, also that's, a thing, right? You don't want to yeah, it could also be a chusha. You don't have to, you don't have to direct and do it. Anyway, but photo of Kongadu's verses. But I want to point you, and we'll talk about it more when we get to the Gemara. If you look at this le- le- note on the side, Girsus Yerushalmi Verambam Vayom Olim Beemsa Vyordin Beemsa Not the Kohen Gadol And what that is explained to mean is is that you would get when he would go up to the Mizbeach you would first have like a retinue go up before him and you'd have a lot of Kohanim just walking up in front of him they're not doing anything but they're like his you know his advanced guard they're his retinue and that would be Kvodo Shel Kohen Gadol that he has all these Kohanim right because you have to imagine like an empty base of Mikdash it feels a little weird right but you have to have like all these Kohanim walking in front of you up the Mizbeach. That's like, that's hushes. So that's a very different vision of what, you know, what would be happening. Rashi also throws in, and I don't know where Rashi gets it, that another difference is, is that he could go up to the Mizbeach even Shalol Litzorach, even if he didn't need to. I don't know why Rashi inserts that and where we see that in the Gemara, or where we see that in the Avoda, but if you look at like the Rashi, like two lines before the Gemara, Rashi says, 
Makif is kol hakevesh l'tzorich v'shelo l'tzorich. Whether he needed to or didn't need to, he could go he up. Go Maybe Rashi by Makif means he could go on either side of it. Yeah, I mean, generally that is assumed that you shouldn't go up unless you need to. But I don't know where Rashi is getting it from. All right. Anyway, back to the back to the Mishnah. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda Omer lo olam koin gadol ola beemtza biyori be. Oh, we just beemtza. Would I just read that? No, Rabbi Yehuda Omer lo olam koin gadol ola beemtza biyori beemtza. Oh, it wasn't just on. It wasn't just on Yom Kippur. Any day the koin gadol could go up in the middle and come down in the middle. To the Yom Kippur wasn't special. B'chol yom koin gadol mekadesh yadav yadav veraglav minakior. Every day he would wash his hands and feet at the beginning of the day from the special kior, which we learned right that special uh, labor that was made. Um, today, right, he would be washing his hands and feet twice with every tzvila, and he would do, be doing it up in the room where he went to the mikvah. So, um, so they brought him a special, you know, they brought him like a special uh, pitcher of gold to do it up there. He wouldn't have to go down to the kior, and he, you know, so right there where he's doing the tzvila, he has a pitcher filled with water, and he does his washing of the hands there. No, any day, anyway, he had his own special thing. He wouldn't have to wash his hands like an executive bathroom. You don't have to wash your hands with the other car on him, right? You get your own special picture of gold. Now we get to the fires. Every day there were four um, pyres, you know, piles of wood which had fire on them. There were four pyres. Um, and today's five. Everybody's just going to agree, whatever the normal number is, that there was an extra pyre today that they would use to create the coals for the uh, for the um, for the Torah that they would be doing on the in the Kachay Kachim. Divi Rebbe Meir. That's what Meir says. Rebbe Yosef Meir Yom Shalosh. Normally three by Yom Arba. Today four. Rebbe Yehuda Meir Yom Shayim by Yom Shalosh. Every day two. Today three. But again, everybody agreed there was a special one for this digging out of the coals from the pyre that they would be using for this incense. Okay. So now that was a nice whole long discussion of both the vote and again, as I've been pointing out, the constant contrasting and pulling in and pulling out to see how it's different than normal. And let's take a look at the Gemara. Now we go to the fact that the guy stirring the blood was on the fourth um, step of the uh, of the heichal. So now um, now the point is that while he was stirring the blood, the kohen was taking the incense and taking the coals and bringing them into the kashe kachim. So where is this guy with the blood? If he's in the heichal, nobody's allowed to be in the heichal. So that's what Gemara says. Right? Nobody can be the old moed when he comes into you know and to do this and to do the incense. So what's this guy doing with the blood in the heichal? So Amr Reb Yehuda Tani Shel Heichal. It doesn't mean the steps in the heichal, but for the heichal, which presumably means. And here I have to. Um, it was not clear here. I'm, I'm, is, oh, where are my markers? So, what, so here what it means is, presumably, the question is, is, is it referring to the ulam or the heichal? We're going to talk in a minute about that they also would leave, they would also leave the ulam space, and not only the ulam, the space between the ulam and the mizbeah, when they were doing the, when they were doing the avoda. But presumably it understood, so I'm just saying it's not clear when it assumes these are steps in the heichal, it would be funny because as far as I know, nobody knows of any steps that actually go from the ulam into the heichal. So I assume that it's understanding that it means steps that are going into the ulam, or maybe, or maybe on this side of the ulam. I'm curious how the uh, how how your pictures that demonstrate it. So sorry, right? not the steps to get up to the ulam. Well, that's the question. I mean, what did it think and what did it conclude? It's going to conclude 
that it is these steps. The steps, I believe when it's saying Hegel here, it's taking Hegel and Ulam yeah. as a unit, because we don't know of any steps that are actually in the Hegel. Okay? So it's assuming the Hegel and the Ulam are a unit. So it says, the fourth step of the Hegel, it assumes these steps, which are in the Hegel Ulam unit. Okay? And then it's these steps, nobody's allowed to be in here. So it says, no, 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 not the steps in the Heichal, the steps leading up to the Heichal. So there is a step outside in the Azara, from the Azara in, uh, into the Ulam Heichal unit. But actually, we're technically here, the Ulam, not the Heichal. Okay, so that's what we are saying, that it is on um, these steps that the guy is sitting, and that is stirring and therefore nobody's allowed to be here, but this guy is sitting so on the fourth steps. Heichal, the fourth from the floor going up. Rashi the says it's the fourth from the Heichal going down. Okay, but it's, I, don't know, I don't think it's that clear, but that's what Rashi says. Probably. Right. But since the whole focus is, I don't think that's funny, right? I'm walking up the steps of a building, but I'm walking up on the sidewalk. I'm not in the building yet. But when I walk up the Capitol steps, I'm not in the Capitol, but there's the Capitol steps, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. okay, so that's what it's saying. These are the Heichel steps. This is how you get into the Heichel. You walk up these steps, you go into the Ulam, get into the Heichel. Between that and the other one, the Rurari Shabazar, is that the one? Yeah, so, the, so that's why, so thank you. So that's, so the Rurari Rurari Shabazara, right, and that right could be where Rafi is talking here about the fourth going down. It might be referring to the same steps, except looking at it from the perspective of the other So it's one. So the one is the fourth going down from the Heichal, and the other is the fourth going up from the other Ra. Twelve or something. Uh, what? Twelve. Twelve steps. So right, but it could be we're talking about the same steps, and thus one is right. One is talking going down from the Heichal, the other up from the other Ra. What's the importance of the fourth? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody gives some significance. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. So we have a side. The whole Adam lo yeb omoed. Okay, by, by the way, since we're do, doing our drawing, I might as well finish what we were up to now. So we had, I need to draw this bigger, but it's getting way too crowded here. Just a minute, we'll draw this bigger. How is it? I don't know. Okay. Okay. Bye. Now, actually, pointed out that I haven't been keeping with the way the Gemara says it, which is that the that the Bein Ha'ulam Balami Be'ah, where he did the his cow, was actually um, what do you call it? Was actually uh, that the that the Be'ah was all to, it was all to the uh, south. So okay. So anyway, so what where did we do? Number one is he did his cow. That was number one, and he did the Bidoy. Number two was he did the two goats. And the, and the lot. Okay. Right? That was number two. Right? He did that. He drew them. Hashem Chatas. Then he actually tied the red string on one of them, or whatever, tied the red string on the horns of one and putting to the Gemara on the neck of the other. Right? He put them off to where it's going to get sent off. And now number three is he comes back here and he does V3 number two. So this is V3 one. This is V3 two. It's still too small. What can I do? V3 two. Okay. Yes, is that it's pretty clear what's going on here? Mm-hmm. Somewhat? Okay, anyway, and now, what does he do? He shechs it. Shechiza. Now we get, here are, the, here, are, here are the guys. So the guy is sitting here with the blood. Okay, he can't sit, right? Give him to that guy. Well, uh, that's a good point. That's actually a good point. Okay, standing there. Okay, then he goes what? 
Now up to step, I guess, number four, okay? He goes up, he gets it from the fire, he comes back down, okay, and he's about to bring it in, and that's where we're up to. Okay, he's got the fire, he has to still get the ketoret, and then he's got to bring it into the kate kachim. Okay. I still need to do that bigger. I know. All right. Anyway, let's go on. Let's take a look. No, he puts it on the floor. Yeah, on the floor. Right, exactly. Okay. Tanu Rabbanan. Um, maybe you can't even be in the other row when the Taurus is being burned. Now, maybe it's only How do I know it applies to future generations? So it says, in the sanctified place. Okay, Ainly Ella, Tosos, by the way, is a fascinating discussion about why sometimes we have to have a special pasuk that applies all Moed to future Beit HaMikdash, and other times it's just, of course, assumed. Anything that's being said by the Omoed is said by the future Mikdash. One of Tosos' answers is that things that relate to Tuma um, might have a difference between Omoed and the Mikdash. Why? Because on the one hand, Omoed is portable. So the actual ohel can become tamay. So maybe that has a different type of a halacha than the mikdash. On the other hand, you have the flip. That by normal mikdash, the space has particular significance. And maybe therefore too much effect. Because once you move the almoe, the tamay person could go where the almoe was a minute ago, as long as it's not here now. Whereas the mikdash, even after it's destroyed, the place is sanctified. So maybe that difference plays up particularly in an area of Tum'an. We need special psukim. Now what I thought Tosos was going to say was that Tum'a is related here by Yom Kippur because it's about but Tosos is talking much more about, about the more sort of practical Tum'ah and he does not make that connection. But it's worth thinking about that issue about why do you need sometimes to explicitly include the Mikdash and sometimes it's assumed. Now we only know that you have to clear out when the incense is being burned. How about when the blood is being put on the, um, in the Kachim Kachim and in the, you know, on the Mizdeach Zahav, all the special blood thing, the Achas, 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 all of that. How do you know everybody's got to clear out? Talmud Lomar, Bivol Chaper. It says, Bivol Chaper Bakodesh. So everything he's doing in the, most, in the sanctified space, which is the Heichal and the Kachim Kachim, nobody can be there. That's only when he's going in. How about when he's done doing it on his way out? Can, can somebody go in there before, as he's leaving? Thomas Lamar, I say no. Okay, so that's just the Pasuk, when he comes until he leaves. Okay, and he should atone for himself and for all of Israel and his house. So kaparatar kodemet lekaparat beito, kaparat beito kodemet lekaparat echav hakohanim. So his kaparat comes before his household, his household before the kohanim. By the way, that's a little bit strange, and the gra takes out some of those words because, as we pointed out yesterday, there is no moment when he focuses on himself, independent from his household. The very first vidoy is, you know, ana shem chatasi, chapen shem chatasi ani uveti. Right, so it's so it's, so. There's never a stage where it's him out different from his house. So the Gras sort of says first him, you know, first him in his house before the Karnim doesn't have him completely independent. Um, 
And for the Kohanim comes before Kohan Yisrael. That is the two Vidoys on the par and then the one on the goat. Now that's the Brighton. Now we're going to look at it. Amar Mar. So we talk. In my mashma. Uh, so it says the Peshat of the Pesukim says the Gemara, you know, that would have limited to the Haktara. How do I know to include the blood? So the Gemara says, why would you initially have limited it to the Haktara? All the Pesukim say is, bakodesh. Right? So, if anything, I would have associated that more with blood. Why do you initially assume that the Pesukim are talking about the Ketoras? So Amar Rava, v'chein Amar Yitzchak bar Avdimi, v'chein Amar Rav Lazar, Amar Kra, because of the end, the Chiper Badov Ad Beitov Ad Kokai Yisrael. So how, why would I have thought that meant Ketoras? Ezu Kapara, what is an atonement? Shavu Lo Ule Beitov Ule Chava Kohanim LeChokai Yisrael. What atonement was done on that day that was for everybody at once? Meaning, shout of the pesukim, you would have said Badov Ad Beitov is the the par, Uvah Kokai Yisrael is the goat. But the Gemara says, no, it's p- equating them all. So it seems to indicate that there was one act of kapara that was done for everybody equally. Well, what was that? The only thing that was done for everybody equally is it's the burning of the infants. And so I would have limited it to that, and then it comes to teach me, no, it even includes the bloods, even the acts of kapara that are done separately. So now the Gemara says, the kataris mechaperis? Where do you get this idea that Ketoros is for atonement? We know blood is for atonement. Right? When you burn the Ketoros daily in the Mikdash, we have a sense that it's done for the purpose of atonement. There are things that are done. Is the lighting of the menorah done for atonement? Is the Lechem Apanim done for atonement? There are things done in the Mikdash that are not about atonement. So none so, of the other Korban are done for every, everybody? Like, there's so many Korban done in Nikkei The only other ones are the Muslims. Yeah. I mean, there's an eye or whatever. Yeah, but right. Basically not. Okay, so the Gemara says, I mean, you could say it's the Siyar HaMishaleach, but that's not the Vowo and also there's actual question about the Kohanim's involvement in the Tzir Mishraeach. We'll get to that. Okay. So the Gemara says, the Ketaris Mechapera, since when do you see that the Ketaris atones? In, yes. Da'atani Rebbe Chanania, Lamadnu the Ketaris Mechapera. We learn from the verse that the Ketaris actually atones. Shinemar, Vayitain is the Ketaris, Vayichapera La'am, by Aaron, by the, when the plague broke out after everybody was complaining with, uh, with uh, Korach. So you see that the part of the Ketaris, the special idea of the Ketaris, which is interesting because, you know, if you think about the different rituals which we're always thinking about, what are the different things coming to achieve, right? So the, the par of this year that are done inside, we've already talked about. That's like to metaphysically, metaphysically cleanse the mikdash that allow, at, like at a national level, we're not talking about like individual sins, but the, the way the individual sins have, have, have sullied the mikdash and it cleanses it on an, on an annual basis, on a national level, to allow God to continue to dwell among us. That's the primary focus of that, if you, in terms of the not, of the psukim. Uh, well, the tumah, but the tumah not in the, in the literal, the gemara makes it more practical for a, t- a sin of a tummy person entering in. But in the Psukim, it's very much, you know, this more, the, the way your sins have created this Tum'ah that has filled up the Mikdash. The Seir Lazazel is more about cleansing you from your personal sins, right? And that you know, it takes all your sins into itself. So what's the Torah about? So in the simple sense, I think we think that the Torah is about the encounter of God, is about what entering into the Kachet Kachim is, the way the whole Psukim open up. Bezos Yavo Aron El HaKodesh, right? This is how you, you know, if you want to have this most intense encounter with God, it's this whole procedure and the bringing of the Ketoros, and this somehow is what you need to allow you for this encounter, which we also spoke about in terms of the seven days preparation. So conceptually, we really place the Ketoros 
us in a very different sort of role than we do the Dom, and not in a Mechate role. So that's why this Gemara actually initially is challenged, since when do we think about the Ketaras as being Mechate? And it says, yes, it is. But I would still say that in the end, when we say that's included in this is not just the Ketaras, but the Dom and all that stuff is included in this Pasuk, I wouldn't want to limit the Ketaras to that role. Clearly, the Ketaras of Yom Kippur seems to have a much different role. Yes, though. I, I, you know, I, I, those ideas are always so compelling. What do we do with the Rambam who suggests that the Torah was to uh, mitigate the state? Yeah, I'm not going to deal with with uh, th- with that and that's anyway that's t- that's daily stories let's focus on Yom oh. Kippur okay I was thinking about that as well that's a, a quite a mundane explanation okay let's move on rational uh, well both I would say okay so it says like this uh, we taught in the house of Rabbi what does it atone for no just in general I believe Lashon Hara for Lashon Ra, which ties in, of course, to the whole Korach idea. By the way, Lashon Ra is not always like gossip, as we would translate it, or, you know, even like, you know, telling bad things about a person. Lashon Ra is sometimes used in Chazal in a more generic way about the misuse of speech, using speech in a evil and pernicious and hurtful way. So it sort of is, you know, but, um, you know, which uh, I'm just saying because it more ties into the whole events of Korach. Right, which was inciting people with speech and getting people riled up and all of that. Okay. Well, yes. Okay. And now here it does, you know, let something come that's in private. The Torah, even again on a daily basis, is in the Heichal, in a covered up space. It's not out in the open. And let it atone for things that are done in private, for like when you whisper and gossip about people and slander people, it's done in private. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. one other person. So. Well, not necessarily, you know. I think probably like doing like the confines of anyone's house, but if I'm telling somebody else, that's not total chashai, right? But I mean, yes, okay, it's not But you know, um, um, so we taught over there. Parshin yibena ulam balamisbeach. Now we get from where everybody would separate from. So they would separate b'shas haktara at the time of the burning. This is on Yom Kippur of the ketoret. Everybody would separate from this space of yibena ulam balamisbeach. So, as we said, the Gavar before assumed when it says nobody could be in OMOA, it included the Ulam, and therefore it had a problem with the guy on these steps. Mm-hmm. So now he said, okay, no, you, you're fine, you won't be in the Ulam, you're here. But now it says that actually when the Ketosh was, bo- was brought, nobody could be between the Nizbeah and the Ulam. What? So we're going to find out that that's a Durabanan, okay? Although there seems a little, it seems a little going back and forth, but we're going to find out that's a Durabanan, that nobody could be in this space between the Ulam and the Mizbeah, okay? So Tosha says, what do you mean nobody? But what about this guy with the blood? Okay? So it says, fine, whatever. It's like, nobody can be different without a purpose. Okay, but uh, and we're actually going to talk about other ways to get around that problem. But based and that goes to this point that it's really rabbinic. But in addition to nobody being here, and now we've implicitly included in here in the ulam, nobody can also be bein ha'ulam balamis back. That's what I think. Okay, you know, the mitzvah shanara is so pernicious that we have to have a special ritual just to bring it in. It's not even in my Yom Kippur. Well, again, I don't think it's speaking specifically about the Yom Kippur. But if that's what it's doing, right? It's not happening lashon hara. Right. I mean, it's a very good muster for the issues around lashon hara. But again, I don't want to also limit it to that. I think Shadik has a much you know more significant aspect in terms of what we're trying to accomplish on Yom Kippur. Okay. Um, now Rebbe Lezer says something a little shocking in reorienting us what wh- when what which Ketaris is being burnt do you have to get leave between Ulam Balam 
So he says, we're not talking about the Ketores of the Kachay Kachim. And we're not talking about specifically Yom, uh, Yom Kippur, maybe even. But the Ketores that's done on the, in the innermost sanctum, you only have to leave from the Heichel. You do not have to leave Ben Ulam Somehow there's this, maybe not ironic, but to us seems bizarre that it's a question of the distance of where the thing is happening. We would say the whole point here is, you know, is, is, you know, the special avod of Yom Kippur, and includes even the blood, and it's not just about the dust, and it's about Yom Kippur, and it's get all, get away. But he's actually saying, no, this is here, that's very, that's very far, that's very distant. So you don't have to leave this space. If it's being burnt here, that's closer. So somehow the greater proximity, when it's here, you have to leave the space. When it's here, you don't have to. Okay? But that is a very strange, because the whole focus seems to be on, you know, that this is the act that really is so important that nobody can be around. And number two, and why should proximity make a difference, really, to whether you can be in the space? And also, there is no burning of the, of the of this, the burning of the guitar here was not special to Yom Kippur. So is he saying that you have to separate, leave this space on a daily basis, right? When the Ptoris is being burnt here? It's what he twice seems to say, twice a day. It's what he seems to say. Okay, so let's take a look. Um, uh, where are we? Um, let me just see. Okay, so, so uh, yeah, no, I'm just taking, taking a quick look at Rashi. Hold on. Um, what do you mean exactly, Parshay? I, I don't understand, like, the spatial. What? Well, maybe again, because I drew my thing to we'll make a small ulam okay and this is the thing that ulam balam is and those are the steps okay and this is the guy sitting so he yeah. says is the coin gadol here what standing anyway here's your coin gadol ready to bring in the ketores okay right. the coin gadol's going to go in well he's going to get the incense here he's going to bring in the ketores and then every, nobody can be in this is your OMOA as it were this is your this is your heichal this is your ulam, which is, seems to be, both of these are covered and like, this is just the ant, you know, the hall leading in. It seems as one basic unit. Okay, so nobody can be, when the psada took him, there's a o l'chaper v'kodesh. When he goes in, l'chaper v'kodesh, which is both the bringing of the Torah and the, the sprinkling of the blood that he's going to do, nobody can be in this whole space. What the, what the Mishnah, this is a Mishnah in Kalim, this is talking about different levels of Kedusha, you know, of Eretz Yisrael, the Har Habayit, everything, you know, Ezra's Nashim, everything is a different level, so the space of being Ulam Balamiz has a higher level of Kedusha than the rest of the Azara. And the Mishnah says, what is that higher level of Kedusha? When the Ketoros is being brought, nobody can be, not only in the Ulam, and not only in the Heichon, the Ulam, nobody can even be in this space. Presumably that's rabbinic. So, you would have thought it meant, which Ketoros are we talking about? The special Ketoros of Yom Kippur that's being brought in here. And when that happens, nobody can be in this space. Comes along Rebel Lazar and he says, no, we're talking about every day when the Ketoros is brought on the, on, that, or on the gold altar, that nobody can be this. Yeah. Where do we get this idea that on a daily basis you have to separate out and you can't be in this space? That's a Chiddush, but that's what he says. When this is here, nobody can be in the Heichal and nobody can be in this space. But on Yom Kippur, when it's being brought way over here, since that's in the Kachay Kachim, it's like a different zone, it's not in the Heichal, it does not force you to leave. Run away from Well, Okay. So is there some, do you get it? I mean, it's strange, right? But the basic point is, you've got to leave, you know, you've got to leave, if you're in this zone, then you've got to leave not only this zone, but the next one. 
If you're in this zone, so you, obviously nobody can be here, and you know you can't be in that zone and the one near it. So only when something is done here can you not be bein not ruling. I understand what you're saying, but I understand why. Yeah, and also we're now shifting it to a daily basis. Yeah. Right. We're now shifting it to a daily type of a thing. So it's very strange. Let's take a look. Okay. So. Um, now, you know, unless he means Dafka, you know, Dafka the Ketoris, morning and, af- and, e- and afternoon on Yom Kippur, that they had a special test. I think it's very strange where he gets it. So let's take a look. Okay, so the message is like this. Um, this is going to be what we're going to be dealing with for the rest of today. Um, but when you're in the Kache Kachim, you can't be in the next zone, you can't be in the Heichal. But you don't have to leave from the space between the Ulam and the Mizbech. So Masi Rabbi Abba Barava, Shavada Barava asked, Kadi, and some say Kadi, which means some say it's a name, but some say Kadi also means like no one or like anonymously. We have the following Brayta: The same way you leave the space of being Ulam Belamizbeach when you are burning the incense. So now, actually, we are seeing that it's not limited to Yom Kippur. There would be other avodot that would be done with blood in the Heichal. What other avodot would be done with blood in the Heichal? Certain very special korbanot. So he mentions it. Par Mashiach, if the Kohen Gadol sins, he brings a special cow, ox, that the blood would be sprinkled in the Heichal. Okay? Par Helam Davar Shotzibor, if the whole Tzibor sins, Sibre Avodos Kochavim, or the goats that are brought when also the whole Tzibor sins based on a wrong ruling of the base, of the based in relating to issues of Avodah Zarah, all of those things, the blood would be brought inside the Heichal and sprinkled inside the Heichal. So now we are saying this concept, everybody out, is now not limited to Yom Kippur, but is limited to, if you would conceptually, Bivo'o L'chaper Bakodesh. When kapara is being done, you understand how we're now abstracting, when kapara is being done, in here, everybody out. So there are other times during the year, well, yes, but the first stage is to understand that conceptually we're saying what the psukim say, is whenever kapara is being done, any time of the year, even with blood, which also now explains why Rebel Ezra thinks that it's true when you burn the Torah on a daily basis. Uh-huh. If you think the daily burning of the Torah is mechaper, uh-huh. going back to that, say, Lashenara, so that's bivoo lechaper bakodesh. Anything done in here, not the shulchan, not the menorah, but anything done in here that's about kapara, everybody else. Okay, so now let's see what this Brayta says about that, about the blood of these special korbanot. So, Kishem, let's read it again. The same way you separate not only from the from the Heichal, but from the space between the Ulam and the Mizbeach, at the time of the burning of the incense, you also separate when these bloods of these inner korbanot are brought. So the Gemara says, so, I'm sorry, the Brayta continues, So what greater status is there for the Heichal proper, including the Ulam, for the Heichal proper over the space between the Ulam and the Mizbeach? If you have to get out of both spaces, to what, what degree is the Ulam and the Heichal on a higher level? Ella, because you have to get out of the Heichal whether the incense is actually being burnt or even when it's not being burnt. Now, when it's not being burnt, why do you have to get out of there? What's going on? 
So you could say it means maybe when the guy is coming back, but what Rashi says, and what the Gemara clearly understands it to mean, is other avodot that are being done that are not about the burning of the Torah, which is, no, 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 on Yom Kippur, meaning, that's why, that's meaning the, the sprinkling of the blood, the blood of the par in this year. Okay? That, what? That even at those times, you do, you have to separate from the Heichal. Okay, it's uh, it's uh, let's let's keep let's read it. Okay, it's going to be a little confusing. Um, so it says, Elisheb Heichal from the Heichal portion, Bein B'Shasaktara. Whether it's the time you're burning the incense, Bein Shalom B'Shasaktara. Whether you're not burning the incense, Umi Bein Ulam B'Lamizbeach, Ein Portion Ela B'Shasaktara. You only separate out when it's actually being burned. Okay, so what? So um, one minute, right? One minute, fine. So the way Rashi is getting a little bit confusing because we're saying two things. First, we're saying when the blood is being brought here, you have to get out. But then we're saying what a separate issue, and this is where it's going to get confusing. What is the special status of here? And the writer says the special status. I mean, what's this, why, in what way is this space on a higher level than this space? And it says because this space you only have to vacate when the curse is being burnt. But this space you vacate even when it's not being burnt. So what time do you vacate it when it's not being burnt? So what we're going to say is you vacate at this space when the blood things are being done, you vacate this space. But this space you only vacate when the Torah is being done. But that's okay? a lot longer, right? Because you, you go and take out the Torah much later. Even if the Bible Kodesh Right. Now we're saying it's a lot longer because the one is being burnt. You already went out. No, 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 no. As the act of burning it. No, not while it's burning. The act of burning it. No, the point that it's differentiating is that this space, according to this brain, according to Rabbi Yosei, right, this space here is only a space you only have to vacate when, you know, when, you know, at, at the shop, you know, Haktara Haktara. Haktara Haktara. And Matandami, right? Right. No. And this space, you vacate even not the Shafiqtars, even the other things that are going, even by Masandamin. Okay? That seems to be the way the Bright is being read. The difference is, yes, we learn out that when you bring the pa- those other cows beside Lisnim, and Anyun Kippur when you do the par and Sir Lisnim, that you also vacate this space. But the special thing about this space is that that space is vacated only Bishafakatar's Torah. Okay, let's see where the Gemara, let's see where it goes with it, okay? So let's take a look. Does this Kachar ever take place on the. Does Katara ever. No. Kapara? Kapara, yeah, of all Kurbanot, but not Lechaper Bakodesh. Yeah, I mean, all the Kurbanot use the word Kapara, but it's kind of. Here the focus is on Lechaper Bakodesh. Which is that that is only this thing, okay? Um, so let's take a look. Um, uh, okay, um, so let's take a look. So it says like this. Um, so where are we? Um, right, right. So the word says like this. Um, Okay, so the Gemara says, "Ela shabeichal parshim b'shasav v'shabin shalom b'shasav umbi na ulam b'lin zechin parshim b'shasaktar 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 But it's clear that you leave when the k'tars is being burnt, even that space of bein ulam b'lin zechin. My love b'shasaktar do lifnai v'lifnim. Isn't this mean when you're burning, doing the burning of lifnai v'lifnim? It says, "Lo, 
No. Bashal Saktar Dehechal. No. Rebelezer is going to insist that the moment that's really important that we're focusing on is not the burning that's done in the Lishnai name, but the burning of the incense that's in the Hechal. That's when you leave the space between Ulam Balimi's Yahachi says the Gemara, if that's true, Hamamala, the too low, why are you saying the only thing that's special about the, you know, about the Hechal as opposed to the space is the difference about when the Ketosh is being burnt or not? Um, there's another thing that's special about the Hechal over the space, over the outer space. Because the Hechal you have to leave whether you are bur- doing the burning of the normal Ketores or whether you're doing the burning of the Kache Kachim. So this is the reason we brought it up. Because it says, it asks this question, why is this space, where is this space holier than this space? And the answer was, well, because this space you have to separate, leave even Shalobashas Ketores. Okay, whatever that Shalobashas Ketores is, this space you only have to leave Shalobashas, this is only when something is going on. So the says, if Rebbe Lezer is right, that when you're bringing the Ketores in here, you don't have to separate from this space, then that's what should have been said. When you want to say, how is this space holier than this space, you should have said, because when the Ketores is being brought in here, you have to separate from this, from the Heichal, but not from the space in Ulam Okay, so if this is getting confusing, that's really what the question boils down to. It asks, why is the Heichal, in what way is the Heichal holier regarding this issue of separating? And why didn't it give the answer, according to Rebbe it's holier because of, you have to separate from it when the Ketores is brought into the Kachay Kachim. So the Gemara says, so, um, someone says, no. That's what it means. Haktani, Ella, that's what the, that's what it means when it says the difference. That from the Heichel you separate whether at the time of burning or not at the time of burning, meaning, the time of burning the Ketaras, both of the, of the, what do you call it, um, of the, um, uh, uh, of the Mizbeach Azav and the burning of the Ketaras, of the, you know, in the Kachay Kachim. It's all the times of, of the, of the burning of the incense. That's when you separate from the Heichal. When we bain Ulam Blam Mizbeach in Parshim, but the space in Ulam Blam only separate El Abishat Haktara only at the time of the, uh, no, wait a minute, I said that wrong. Um, no, okay, so it's reading Shalom B'Shas Akhtara. I'm sorry. So it says, let's read that again. Um, so it says, Ela B'Shas so it says, Haktani, Ela Shebehechel Parshim Ben B'Shas Akhtara Ben Shalom B'Shas Akhtara. If we assume the word Haktara means only the daily Haktara that's done on the gold altar, so when it says you separate from the Heichal, whether at the time of Akhtara or not, what we're saying is whether it's the burning of the Ketaris on the, on the gold altar, whether it's the burning of the Ketaris in the Kachay Kachim. But then, Ulam Bulamizbeach, the space outside, Ein Parshim Ela B'Shas Akhtara, is only when you burn over here on the, on the golden altar. So, well, okay, I'm sorry if, if, if I'm not doing a sufficient job explaining this, but let me try again, okay? So the Brightest says, what is the difference between this space and this space? Is that the problem I was confusing you with, and I was giving, as I say, Latin Dominic, which is Rashi's explanation, and, I, and it, gets, it makes everything confusing. So let's ignore Rashi for now. It says the difference is between this space, it's only, it's only at the moment of Akhtaris, it's only at Akhtaris Torah, and this is even at some time that's not Akhtaris Torah. What time would that be? Okay, we don't know, but we're not going to worry about that right now. What we're going to say is, Okay, that's the difference between how this space is holy. So the question is, 
I don't get it. According to you, Rebbe Lezer, it should have said this space is holier because this space you have to leave when it's being brought in here and, the, and that space you don't have to leave when it's being brought in here. Why does it only give this difference? That's the question. And the answer is, if you believe that a Qatar's Torah, like Rebbe Lezer does, means this, this is what the Akhtar's Torah that's the focus so he says that's exactly what the Bright is saying it's saying exactly that this space you leave whether you're doing Akhtar's Torah or something else what would that something else be oh I don't know bringing the Torah inside the Kachet Kachim okay so that's what it means this space you leave whether it's Akhtar's Torah which is this one or something else whereas this space you only leave when it's Akhtar's Torah and not when it's something else which is this Okay, so that basically was the question. Why don't we mention the difference about whether this, about this? And the answer is that's exactly what we are yeah, saying. The place that has been vacated more, right, is more proximate. Yes, more yes, that's true. More frequently is more coded. Right. It still does not explain the bizarre position of Rebelezer that the when you go do the more significant avoda, you have to you know it's you, you know you have so to vacate less. But it has to do with the issue of proximity. Okay, clearly that's his issue, right? All right, so let's take a look. So the Gemara says, "Va'ika hamala." The Gemara is done. What about the following difference? The ilu mehecha parshi ben b'kedusha diday ben b'kedusha galis nai galis nim. When you leave the hechal, you leave whether it is conceptually. It's not just shelo b'shasaktara. It's also a conceptual difference. When you leave the hechal, if you leave it, whether you're doing its own kapara kedusha, like its own its own you know rituals, or whether you're, do, whether you're doing a ritual inside the Kodesh Kadashim, whether you're burning the Ketores. Okay? But the space of Ulam Lamizbeach, it's only when you're doing something in the Heichal. Okay? So, Mary says, basically, it's not just, you can say, oh, it's Shalom B'Shat HaKetar, we included that. There's another conceptual difference here, which is that you leave the Heichal, another way of saying why the Heichal is holier. You leave the Heichal even when the act that you're doing is not in the Heichal, it's in the Kodesh Kadashim. And the Bein Uram Lamizbeach, you only leave when it's in the actual Heichal. So, Amar Rava, Shein Prisha Achasi. Now, Rava says that since it's all basically about the same thing, since it's all basically that you leave here, whether you're doing this or doing that, that includes the idea that you leave this space, whether it's something you're doing in the Heichal or whether you're doing it something somewhere else. Okay, whereas this space you only leave when you are doing this. Okay, so again, what the Gemara is saying, I mean, Rashi makes it more, a little bit more nuanced and complicated. I'm going to skip the Rashi. But the basic point is, again, as we said before, why did it, according to you, Rabbi Yezer, why didn't it say that there's a difference of this space, that you don't leave the space when you're in here? And it says it is saying that's the difference. That, that, that it's saying that this space you only leave when you do, when, when you do the Torah, meaning this Torah. Whereas this space you leave even when you do something else, i.e. the turret in here, and, and that includes the idea that you leave the space even when you're in a different location, in the location of the Well, but also Mount and Damim, right? Doesn't that... Yes, also Mount and Damim as well, and that's also included. I'm just trying to bracket the Mount and Damim, because this is, this is confusing. Okay, let's try to get a little bit further. Um... Okay. Uh, now, let's leave this whole Rebbe Yezer idea about giving more sort of weight to the other Torah. And let's talk about the idea that you would now also separate when you did other things. When you did the blood of these Korbanot that were brought inside. 
Minalan, where do we get it? Amra Padas, Achik Parapakabara, Miyam Kippurim. Because it says by Yom Kippur it's Machaper, and it says by these that it's Machaper, and it's Machaper inside, Lechaper Bakodesh. So therefore, you can go, if you did for one, you did for the other. So to step back from the confusing issues of this issue about, you know, giving more weight to the burning outside, what I want you to appreciate is we've made some radical statements about when you have to leave. You have to leave not only when you do this Avodah on Yom Kippur, but according to Rebbe Lezer, you leave when you daily burn the Ketores. Daily burning of the Ketores, you have to leave. And according to the Brita, Rebbe Yossi, you leave it when you do the blood, the sacrifices in which blood is brought into the, the Heichal. So it's really this broader reading of Lechaper Bakodesh. Any act of Kapara done in the Kodesh has the same idea of separating. And then becomes the question, does it also include the state of Bein HaUlam Right. Well, okay. We can see from this ma'alot de oraisa v'hachi gemiri lehu. Right, because the Mishnah in Kalim speaks about all these different levels of kedusha. Right, and it says you know this has you know here has the Ezra's nashim is more holier than harabayis. You know, it says there's the wall around the what do you call it? The uh, you know everything. It has all these all these tiny little gradations of kedusha. Okay, whereas according to the Torah, you know, from what we would know, there's basically if you wanted to say there's harabayis, you know, there's the azara, you know, which is like the makom amitash, and there's like the heichal. Those are three the three levels. Okay, whereas in the Mishnah you have tiny little gradations. Like as a snushim is higher than harabayis, this space this space is higher than that space. So he says that those gradations, which you would generally assume are all drabanan, have to be doraisa. Why does it have to be right? So let's take a look. The inside of the because if you think all those gradations are only rabbinic, so my why would you, I, just, I don't get it. Why would you give more weight rabbinically to the space of being Ulam Balamis Bayach and say you have to vacate, and now we're getting to the idea that this is rabbinic? Because it's just a rabbinic thing, according to you, to an idea that it's rabbinic. Maybe you'll accident, accidentally go into the ulam. So if that's true, if it's just a rabbinic thing. Mikru by chance. for sure. So don't be in the whole azara. Maybe you'll go in accidentally. So he says, that's not a good question. There's a reason to make this even at a rabbinic level. The space between the ulam is there. There's nothing between you and walking in to the ulam. Lo There's not. Yeah, but okay. It's not as obvious. You're right there. You walk up the steps. Azara, the rest of the courtyard. Even the ikam There's a big mizbeach there. Conceptually, it sort of separates the space. The nafsik that it separates the space. Nikarim yosa. It's obvious, and you were not afraid you'll accidentally go in. Amar Rava, last point, just stay with me for two minutes if you can, I want to get to the Judas. Shmamina Kedushas Ulam Beheichal Chadam Yofahi. This gets back to the point we were saying before. Is the Ulam a different level than the Heichal? Rava says it's all being treated here as one. The Isau Kedayat of Shtei Kedushas Ninu, if there are two levels, Ulam Gufei Gzeira. The Nekum and Nigs are Gzeira Ligzeira. Right, remember we said, right, when the Gemara had a whole time about the guy on the steps here of the Ulam, that it's treating all of this as the one Kedusha that you can't be in it. So that's what Rav is asking. Is all of this Doraita that you can't be in it or just the Heichal? So he says actually it's all Doraita because if this was Doraita and this was Rabbinic why couldn't you be in this space? That's a Rabbinic concern on top of a Rabbinic concern. Mm-hmm. So it must be that all of the Ulam and the, and the, and the, and the, and the Heichal are one unit. 
That's a pretty good argument. Let's see what the answer is. Um, lo, no, ulam uvein ulam is beyaf chara kedushahi. Says, your problem is that you are distinguished. You, it, it, this actually is the Doraita. This is only the Bevo'olakata'opati. Why did we make two Xeras? This and this? We didn't make two Xeras. Halakhically, this all has one level of Kiddushah, even though the Ulam is built there. And therefore, if we're going to say you can't be in the Ulam, we're going to say you can't be Bein HaUlam Balam Izbeach, which has the same level of Kiddushah. One space, okay. a part of it. All right. Right, exactly. What daf was that just now? 43? 44. 44. I lose It's one daf more than it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what daf did we get yesterday? 